know Alan, he just serves quietly around the place. He loves God with everything he has. He serves God and through his service to God, he loves people. And he's an inspiration to many in his own way and he just has an anointing upon his life. He has the teaching gift and we're privileged to have uh, uh, him a part of the teaching team, the preaching team here at Grace Church. So put your hands together for Alan. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Mel. Okay, you'll be getting a handout. <laughs> there is no homework. I did think of that. I nearly did that. Okay, so... Anyway, whilst we're doing that, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your spirit, Lord. We thank you for your help and I ask for your help this morning. Um, I pray, Lord, that you would minister your word by your spirit, Lord. Um, I just ask for your help in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're created in God's image as a three-part being. So you see you've got three circles on the piece of paper. And it's exactly like traffic lights. I was going to colour them in or do it in coloured ink, red, orange and green. But I actually had problems with the colour, so it didn't happen. Uh, but you can use your imaginations. That's what your minds do. They imagine things. So uh, the top light is red. And that means stop. And that relates to the body. And the centre one is the mind. And that is a cautionary area. Caution, treat with caution, the orange light on the traffic lights. And the bottom light is green, which is for go, which is obviously the spirit. The body at the top is the red lights, uh, and that means don't stop or danger. It's connected to our minds. It doesn't know anything about God. It's connected to the world through our five senses, sight, smell, etc. I can't remember the five, so I didn't list the five, but there are five. <laughs> it's always demanding its own pleasures and comfort. The middle light is orange, consisting of our mind, will and emotions. It's our soul, it's our personality, it's like the CPU, it's the centre of things. It's our character, it's who we are. And the will, which is in there, is very, very important because it's where we choose to follow God or to do what our body wants or to listen to our unrenewed mind. And our minds get polluted by worldly things. So our minds tend to be negative and fearful. Colossians 3.2 urges us to set our minds on things above, not on earthly things. So it's a decision of our will. The last light, as we all know, is green. That represents our spirit. Our spirit is given to us by God at the point of conception. So every person has a spirit. But in Matthew 8.22, Jesus said, Let the dead bury their dead. Until we ask Jesus into our hearts, our spirit is dead in trespasses and sins. It's separated from God because of sin. If we're born again, 
our spirit has come alive to the things of God through the removal of sin. It's connected to God through the Holy Spirit and it's connected to our soul. And the light being green means it's good to go. It needs spiritual food to become strong. Spiritual food is the word of God, what Jesus called the bread of life. Okay, so that's the end of the traffic lights. You can put them away, sit on them or do something. Preferably not to read whilst I'm talking. <laughs> that's, my, that's, my, that's my teacher background speaking. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So God creates by his word and by his spirit together. The message today is about the bread of life. So it's about God's provision. And the message is about how we can cooperate with God's plans. As we, as we take a look at Genesis, we can see the creative nature of God and that his provision comes by the combination of his word and his spirit. In Genesis 1, 1 to 3, which I think we all know, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. The word for the Spirit of God also means breath or wind. Words can't be spoken without breath. So when God spoke and said, let there be light, the words came out of his mouth with breath or spirit. The first thing that God did to bring order into the dark, formless chaos that is seen in verse 2 was to create light. And God's word always brings light. God always has a creative plan of provision. Earth's creation was a seven-day plan. The earth was God's provision for Adam and Eve. He wanted a relationship with them. God is light and God is also love. Genuine love is freely given, so man had to have a free will. And God knew that if man discovered evil, he would use his will to please himself rather than seek God. So he gave him an instruction not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He gave him his word. Being tempted by Satan, they exercised their will and ate. Consequently, they lost most of God's provision. They had to leave the garden. And for man ever since, life has basically been a struggle to survive because they had destroyed their relationship with God. They no longer walked with him in the cool of the day, every day, as they had done in the garden. In the book of Exodus, Moses meets God at the burning bush and asks God what his name is. We get the answer in our translations as I am, which is awesome. However, the Hebrew conveys a dynamic meaning, which is I will be what I will be. And the words also mean I will create what I will create. This is a good indication that God is always on the move. He's always doing something to fulfill his creative plans. 
Genesis 22 gives the account of Abraham taking Isaac to be sacrificed on Mount Moriah. We see that Abraham laid the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's back. Isaac cooperated even when he knew that he was to be the sacrifice. At the last second, God stopped Abraham from killing Isaac and provided a ram instead. And in Genesis 22:14, it says, And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Jehovah-Jireh means the Lord will provide. We know it as, as the Lord my provider, a kind of a present thing. But again, there's, there's actually a present, a future tense there. So why say it shall be seen, the second part there? Well, Abraham knew by the Spirit that there will be a future provision. And when Moses wrote Genesis and wrote the words, Moses wrote, Abraham called, it, called the place Jehovah-Jireh, right? The Lord will provide. When Moses wrote his account of that, he added a comment. And he says, As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. So he wasn't talking about what had just happened. It means that Moses had not seen it. He had not seen God's provision. And he was speaking prophetically about the future. So thousands of years later, Jesus having had the wooden cross laid on his back, went up Mount Moriah where, where Golgotha is to the place that God had shown Abraham when, when God told Abraham to go and, and sacrifice his son on Mount Moriah, he said, go to a place that I will show you. He was very specific about the place. Anyway, Jesus went up Golgotha and laid down his life voluntarily. And so God made the greatest provision, the greatest provision that has ever been made for the whole of mankind. God thought it was a step too far to let Isaac die. But Jesus, God's only son, did die and die an excruciating death in order that our sins could be forgiven. Although God's plan is that everyone should come to know him, not everyone does. Because that requires our cooperation. Like Abraham, hear the word, that is, believe it and then do it. Jesus was born in Beit Lehem. Beit means house and Lehem means bread. So Jesus was born in the house of bread. Now maybe God was giving us a hint. Also he was found lying in a manger which is a feeding trough. In John 6.35 Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger and he that believes on me shall never thirst and in John 6 63 the spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing 
The words that I have spoken to you, they are full of a spirit and life. The reason that the words are full of life is because they were spoken. They had the breath of God in them, which is the Holy Spirit. The word and the spirit were mixed together. In John 3, 6, Jesus tells Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. After we've received Jesus, our body has not changed, and our mind is not used to listening to the spirit. It is only our spirit that has come to life. Romans 12, verses 1 to 2 says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and perfect will of God. It says prove, which means experience the will of God. And then writing about the church, which is each one of us, in Ephesians 5, 6, he says that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Water represents the Holy Spirit. So again, we see the working together of the word and the spirit. And Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you future and a hope, a hope in the future. But if we don't cooperate in by following the instructions, we won't experience those plans in Jeremiah. We're not going to experience them. First Corinthians 2.9 says, As it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things of God the things which God has prepared for them which love him. And that is only half the scripture. And if we stop there, we entirely miss the point of what Paul is saying. Because if we continue there to 1 Corinthians 2.10, it says, But God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. To has revealed means... God has opened the way for us to see those things and we will see them if we seek the things of the Spirit. Matthew 23, 9. Jesus said, And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Because God is our true father, because without spirit we would not have come into being, we must look to God to provide for us as far as spiritual needs are concerned because he is the only one able to meet them. We all know the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Give us day by day our daily bread. Everything in this prayer is about spiritual things like the kingdom, the glory, the will of God, the power of God, forgiveness. But my default thinking often pictures, thinks of the daily bread as actual bread. So my mind is not properly renewed. 
Again, though, a gift means ask. Give us day by day. Give us day by day our daily bread. We have to ask for it. It's a cooperation, a participation. After salvation, there are two things that God's provided to help us walk with him. And one of those is baptism in water. It's not christening. It's not a ceremony. It's full immersion. And it's done by an adult who knows what he's doing and is making a public statement. And it has a spiritual result. And if it's not done, you don't get the spiritual result. It means a cut-off point from our old lives. The water represents the Holy Spirit. And in baptism, we are submitting to the Holy Spirit. We're submitting our body to the Holy Spirit. It's a cut-off from the world and a separation to God as the Israelites left Egypt through the Red Sea. And the next thing is baptism in the Holy Spirit, which can come before or after baptism in water. There's no absolute set order, but it will usually come after or at the same time. Because that is the entry into the supernatural. He said to the disciples, wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. The word for power is dunamis, which means dynamite. So, the gift of the Spirit, like the gifts of the Spirit, like healing and prophecy, the supernatural gifts, what we call the power gifts, depend on the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So, these are two other things that are God's provision so that we can be in relationship with Him and help us to live a meaningful life. And surprisingly, I finished early. (laughs) God bless you all. Thank you for being such a good bunch of listeners.